And here we are on the post game show, six PR. We've got a caller in here. Rob is Rob. Rob, how how can we help you, mate? What's going on today? Oh yes, uh, my name's Rob. I'm from out the back. Oh yes, and you know I just want to call in because uh, problem these days, you know, big problem these days is no more newspapers. Oh, right. Yeah, big problem. No more newspapers. Okay, and how does that affect your, your view of the Adelaide Crows versus Eagles game today? Well, you know, when I spew my ring up, I can't clean it up. I don't put newspaper down before the bloody beers start, and sometimes I've got to get off the couch and go to the toilet now. Oh, oh thanks, Rob. Thanks for your call. I'm going to take the next caller now. Like I need a warning, like you know, when you call a helpline and they tell you it's going to be recorded yes. at the start, and yeah, you yeah. can opt out. I feel like I need a warning before no, we do no. an intro. No, no, you can't opt out of anything that we do here, man. <laughs> before I improv live an intro without <laughs> putting toilet paper down on the couch so I can uh, toilet myself. Yeah, toilet yourself. Yeah, yeah. Toilet myself. But you love the footy. That's, that's the name of my new album, Toilet Myself. Toilet Yourself. What's um, what's what's the genre of your new album called? <laughs> what kind of music would that so be? Instead of Wreck Yourself by Ice Cube, it's Toilet Yourself okay. by. Have you got a bit? Of, have you got a clip we can throw to? Or I'm scared. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a I, think, work, I think maybe we've. Uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I think it's, it's a work in progress. Work again. Maybe I've uh, like a good trip to the bathroom. Maybe I've pushed that one a little bit too hard, Liam. <laughs> Do you know what's fun? I can always tell when there's a pun brewing in your head. <laughs> it always there's always a certain look. And like go to the side a little yeah, bit. You're yeah. like, well, actually, Liam. And then as soon as you hear the actually, well. Yeah. You know when there's a pun in the oven, as they say? Oh, crikey, Moses, he's <laughs> off already. Unbelievable. Look at him go. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the That's Frank podcast. You're here with Liam, and I'm joined by... My name is Bob, or Rob. Yeah, well... I, I, I'm normally this, I'm just Bob. Yeah, Bob's good. Bob's good. Yeah. My name is My name is Bob. And Bob, it's a lovely, it's a lovely uh, pleasure to have you here once again in the, uh, the Northbridge... Uh, the Northbridge... Recording studio. Recording studio. The That's Rank Recording Studio. I'm excited today. Hey, Yeah, like like Big Kev, I'm excited. Hey, Yeah, do you know why? Why? We're dipping back into the Rank Bank. Are we? It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute since we've been... Uh, That's true. We've delved into the bank... That's the, true. The bank bank. That's true, the bank bank. Yes, it's our favourite. As the interest uh, interest rates are still going high in the, in the old Rank Bank. That's right. And you know what? It's 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 It has actually, hopefully, gained a little bit of interest because it has been a Good month and a bit since we did our last since one. Since we have done one. And as a result, interest, yes. I think, is actually on the lowest rates we've ever had for a while. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope the person who suggested this rank for this evening is still listening to our <laughs> <laughs> But let's promote the old rank bank again. So the rank bank is... Yes, it's a, you go. No, please, sir, you are, you are on a, you are, I can see it. The passion is in your eyes. What is the rank bank? Oh, it's when uh, listeners suggest uh, a thing to rank. Oh. And it, often, if we can't do it there in the moment, we put it into the rank bank. That's right. And then at some point in the future, mm-hmm. not every week, we might we like to mix up a little bit. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be our own rank, sometimes it'll be from the rank bank. That's right. Uh, so if you have an idea which you would like ranked, how do they tell us? Well, that's rankpod at gmail.com, at Instagram, at Twitter, at all the things. It's where you, it's where you tell us your be- beautiful ideas. Yeah. Beautiful ideas. That's right. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we've got because we've got a few. And like we said last week, or like I said last week, because I said sometimes these ideas take a little bit of time to curate, yeah. get back together yeah. and learn. You know, I have to be cultured, which mm. is a problem. It's like going against type. I know. <laughs> but today 
we're doing sports. Yeah. Now, sports is a funny one, right? Yeah. Now, I find that sports isn't everyone's jam. That is correct. Most people see a sports theme and they tend to not listen, mm. which is fine. Mm. But I have received some feedback. Ah, have you? About previous sports episodes. Ah, done. have you? Yeah, people still listen to them. Yeah. People seem to get on board with our little uh, our little good. rants on sport. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, maybe they're, you know, it's um, it's um, just prodding the interest. Or maybe they just like the banter. I think it might be the banter, if I'm to be honest. Yeah. Probably the banter. Because yeah, we, we sometimes we get we go half an hour in before we even start talking about the uh, yeah. The let's let's face it. If we only attracted listeners who are interested in the specific thing we were ranking, yeah, our our listenership would be <laughs> struggling because you know yeah. we, we have a, we cover a broad range. However, however, we would know very quickly mm. what kind of rabbit hole we should dive down in the mm. future. For mm. example, if our Disney episodes gets the most listens, well, guess what we're doing next week. More and Disney. the week after, More. and the week after. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 that's a bad idea because now, if you didn't like the Disney episode, people will be like, "Oh, I'm not going to listen to the ones that I'm interested. in. I don't want to mess up the analytics." Well, sure, but I mean, surely if the one if the, if the Disney one gets a thousand listens, we should, we should be so lucky. Then, and the the rest of them get thirty two. That's true. I mean, where's the money at? Disney. It's, the it's money's a, in Disney. So, well, yeah, that's uh, that checks out actually. Yeah, they yeah. got they got lots yeah. of money. Yeah, lots that's, of money. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's our goal. So everyone mm. listening out there, just be aware that we're aiming small. This is a side hustle, but we want we wish to be bought out by Disney. <laughs> we, we're just you know we're not we're aiming we're not aiming for the stars. No, it's just Disney. It's just it's they just own everything. What's yeah. what's 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 what, another podcast? What's the harm? Yeah, what's the part? What's, what's the, the harm? harm? It's this just little thing we do every every second Tuesday night. That's right. Just to fill our creative, our, our, just get our. Exactly, flowing. It's exactly the kind of stuff that Disney loves to put money into. Small, obscure, yeah. little little random things. Come and knocking. Yeah. Come and knocking on our door going, hey, here's a briefcase full of money. That's right. And then, do you know what would happen then, though? That'd be terrible. That'd, that'd be horrible, happen. horrible, horrible. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Our creativity would be just put in a vice. That's true. They'd be like, well, that's true. I, you know, you have to talk about Marvel and Pixar. Be terrible. And ESPN mm. and. Also, sports. Perfect. Sports. Hey, Disney, if you're listening to this, we're about to talk about sports and you own ESPN, so... <clears throat> Do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you, have you not noticed when you log into your um, your ESPN fantasy mm. basketball thing, mm. your login comes from Disney? Does it really? Sure does, my, my man. Again, it's not surprising. Uh, give it five or ten years, every single company yeah. will be owned by about four different companies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Look, I used to think that a world... Um, that a Disney world would have been a good, a good place to be. Okay. But sure enough, Hindsight's a bit now, that, now that the world is actually all becoming Disney world, mm-hmm. not as good as it was advertised. No, it's COVID, like, COVID it's, everywhere. I thought I was getting Disney world. I ended up in Epcot. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Is, uh, I reckon. Have you been to Epcot? I have been to Epcot. Don't you reckon it gets a bit of a bad rap? I was at Epcot when I was 12 years old. Oh, you'd have loved it then. So, no, not really. I didn't quite get it. Oh, true. No, I went when I was... Much older, yeah. So maybe yeah. that's why I enjoyed yeah. it a bit. Yeah. There's, there's a whole there's educational no, interaction yeah. side of Epcot, yeah. And I wanted roller coasters. Well, is Disney the best place for a roller coaster though? 
That roller coaster is okay for a twelve-year-old kid. Yes. Look again. I keep forgetting the fact that you were. I cannot picture you as a twelve-year-old kid. <laughs> I was basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> six 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 six. Yeah. Walking around and going, can I fit on this ride? Yeah. You're too tall for the rides. There was you can't be above this line to ride. That's right. That's yeah. right. I was too tall Poor boy. and too mature <laughs> and too witty. <laughs> yeah. They're like pun. Yeah. You have to pun before you enter the ride, and if it was too witty, mm-hmm. no access, and this no is- entry. And this is why you've had to dumb it down a little bit. That's why I've had to dumb it down. I appreciate yeah, that, right. I appreciate right. that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So today, rivalries. Rivalries. Wow. Now, this was suggested to us by uh, Dan. Now, this is actually quite exciting because Dan is actually an international listener. Mm. Dan does not reside in Perth where 95% of our listeners come from. Mm. He is part of the 1%. We all love the 1% who reside internationally, he's in Wales. Ah. He's in Wales. Now, granted, he, he, is, a, he's a, he is a Perth boy originally, yeah. Yeah. but he's in Wales. So, yeah. uh, Dan, we're doing your rank. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Shout out, Dan. Shout out to Dan. Now, he just gave us rivalries. Right? Mm. That's all he said was just rivalries. Yes. So much like our uh, – what was the other one we did where it was um, – well, gonna we broke it down into lots of different – so bad it's good. So right. that is good. You know, we're breaking that down into mm. different categories. Mm. Rivalries we're going to take for a take for a few as well. Maybe hit mm. it for a six mm. and do different rivalries today. Hit it for a six, I am. That's right. What have you got in the mind there? Well, I don't like cricket. <laughs> what? Oh no! You listen to you watch cricket. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into. Yeah, that you one. did. I walked. You know, some, sometimes you, just, you have to lay it up, yeah. and sometimes it doesn't always yeah. go to plan. Yeah. That one, oh. you, you got me. That's you got it. me big time. Bobbed it up. You hit it out of the park. Thank you very That's much. Right. Uh, so today, today we're doing rivalries in sports. Our, yeah. our top three rivalries in sports. Sports rivalries. Sports. I mean, what is sport without a good rivalry? It's literally a, 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 a one side v another side. The whole thing is competition. Yeah. And 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 and, and when you get history yeah. and narratives built around that. You get rivalries. You do, which is why it makes sport fun. It does. It makes it makes amazingly fun. Like it's interesting because you see some countries they go out and they riot over their their team winning or losing Mm. or whatever. Or if you're fighting your rival Mm. or if you're versing a rival, fun, fun, riots, fights, fun, exactly right. Fun. What else? What else would we be talking about? Yeah, that's right. That's That's right. right. Love it. Cheer for your team. No, no. Punch that old guy because he's wearing a a, a, a Man United. Absolutely. Scarf. Absolutely. So the person you've never had a conversation with, yeah. never known. Absolutely. Just go and smash him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you go for the other team. Literally no other reason. Because that's rational behaviour. That's rivalries. That's what we like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, how many people we've smashed at the football. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. all the time. That's why I go. But no, like in, in all seriousness though, you are correct. This is mm. what makes sport actually really fun. Like, I'm sure we're going to dive into some AFL things today. Yep. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you didn't have that, that's mm. why I feel so sorry for the Gold Coast Suns. Mm. Who's, the, who's their rival? Brisbane? But are they really? Like, for those... They're, they're, they're up against one thing and one thing only. Failure. Yeah, okay. The, 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 rival, the rival of yeah. the great, of the Gold Coast Suns is failure. For those un- unindoctrinated into the AFL game, yeah. Gold Coast Suns... Uh, yeah, a relatively new, the newest team in the competition, an expansion team, second newest team. They're one of the expansion teams, about ten over ten years old now. Would you believe? Second newest? Did you, I thought Giants were first, and then Giants Gold came Coast. after Gold Coast. Did they? First. That's even worse. Yeah, all yeah. buggers. Yeah, uh, and yeah, haven't really ever got it going. 
No, well, no, no, they, they haven't really had much success. But like, like an old lawnmower. Oh, Just haven't been able to get it going. Oh, not even with that two-stroke. Needs more yeah. than two strokes to get yeah. it going. Yeah, they've had Gary Ablett pulling that cable. <laughs> vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> now we can get it going. Yeah, but you don't want to be pulling a cable when you want to be in Geelong the entire time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like true. when you you can't pull a cable and when your mind's somewhere else. That's right. The only cable he was trying to pull was the parachute cable. That's right. Get out of this sinking Eject. ship. Eject. What? <laughs> yes, because I famously have jumped off a sinking ship using a parachute before. <laughs> It's going to be one of those nights, I think. It's going to be one of those nights. Oh, that's great. Where are we? I've got this. That's a brilliant idea. I've, I, like, I love that mental image, though. <laughs> it's just oh, jumping. The ship's sinking. And then it's jumping off of a parachute. And then you're in the water. You're, just like, you're underneath the parachute. So you're just like trying to swim, but you're just covered in parachute. Uh, so you're probably destined to drown. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do you do? So how have, you, how have you gone with your with your with your cheeky rank? Have you kind of tried to give yeah. yourself a broad spectrum of sportings? Well, you know, I've just gone, I've just gone with my gut. Okay, and you know, ultimately, most things as sport is, you've got to you've got to go with the thing that you're personally invested in, because that's what that's what fuels a great rivalry. That's what fuels the interest in a rivalry is when you, as a spectator, have a personal interest. You're 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 vested in one side of the rivalry, sure, and the emotions that it stirs, yeah. I mean, I know it's rash- it's irrational, oh. but I get very emotional. I, I you know, hate's a strong word, okay, but I certainly detest certain in in the, in the realm of sport when the game is on and there's a certain player or team. I really dislike them. Like, I, it's a strong. I've experienced this with you. It's a strong feeling, which surprises me, right? Because you're you're I would say pretty nice bloke. But when, yeah. when I've seen it, pretty yeah. rational, pretty yeah. rational. Yeah. Outside the game, yeah, yeah. I can very much rationalise that. And I've said rationalise or irrational or rational maybe six or seven times already, which tells you a little bit about sporting <laughs> rivalries. So outside, as soon as that game is over, I can go, and even when I'm watching it, I know this is just a sport. Yeah. But I buy into it because it makes it fun for me. Yeah, yeah. Like because I get on the emotional journey and I can step away from the game mm. and I can have a beer. Yep. You know, with the, with the person from the other team that I was just despising or hating on, yeah. Because I know it's just silly game, and it's not, and it's really not worth getting getting that much. You know, there is one team that I actually would never really make peace with, which is the Geelong Cats, okay, an AFL football team. Yep, but a close friend of mine, rabid Geelong fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, we get along fine. We dig, we dig, we we have a dig at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't, I can't. I can't make peace with it. I've tried to make peace with it. I've tried to lay off the old trash talk accelerator a little bit. I just can't do it because <laughs> yeah. for me it's all part of the fun. So if I was to say the name Patrick Dangerfield to you, what would your reaction be? You know, right now, because I'm not watching Patrick Dangerfield, <laughs> the footy season's not on. Put yourself. Put yourself in a game. Put in the game. game. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like what, what my reaction is, like, I just, oh, that guy. <laughs> I like profanities. Oh, I've I've heard you. Profanities. It, it's quite it's quite entertaining. Yeah. I, I, I hate I hate I hate I hate I hate to use the H word, the hate word, but mm. it's true. And in that moment, I hate him. I yeah. hate Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah, and I know that it's silly. Oh yeah, but I do believe that outside the game, you know, all rational thinking aside, <laughs> if I saw Patrick Dangerfield, I'd hate him in real life too. Oh well, no I'm only joking. It's a, I don't. I've never met. Patrick it's all part of the rivalry. It's all part, it's of, all the part of the rivalry. It's all part of the fun. That's it. And it's funny because I hate it's part of the fun. <laughs> That's the how they say on the on the side of Disney World. And hate it's, yeah. it's part of the fun. We were looking for a slogan for a shirt for merchandise by the end of this year. <laughs> I think we've just found one of them. 
gosh. Hey, I hope people don't take me seriously. Or, or, you know. Oh, look, if they do, it's all part of the character we're going to build for you. That's right. That you just haven't told me this. This is my heel turn. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah. Good one. Because yeah. I, I have seen you get – I don't see you get fired up very often, right? Yeah. The only time I've ever seen you get fired up is yeah. during sports games yeah, and yeah, playing yeah. cards. They're the only two times I've ever yeah, seen you get yeah, fired yeah, up. Yeah. You're my greatest rival, playing cards. I, I'm proud to be your greatest rival. <laughs> You're like my Patrick Dangerfield of cards. <laughs> um, but I, I have wondered how many times you were just going to like launch over the table and throw a fist. I won't lie. Look, I like that's putting the world out there to know I'm a very level-headed, kind <laughs> guy. Most people do find me – Likeable, I hope. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's that. It's just actually. You know. Ironically, this is the thing. So we have a little football chat, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just let loose in the football chat you during do. the games. So I just do. really, for really. But for me, I enjoy yeah, yeah. the trash talk. So I'm actually laughing. I'm laughing at what people say to me. I'm laughing at. I don't take it that seriously. I think that's actually the point. Even while on the surface it looks like I'm getting really emotional, I am yeah. because I'm enjoying it. I'm having the fun. That's why I like it. But I'm actually not taking it that seriously. I think I think the the most the, the part I enjoy the most is when you think that you when you think you've taken it too far, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you feel bad. You're like, oh, but I just got to text this guy back and say sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that, man. I didn't mean that at all. That's funny. But this is this is like because I've, I've said I've ranked it before based on my personal story. Sure, and I think that's important to kind of inform why. Okay, why I have this approach to to sport now because. I, I was raised by a pretty sports mad father. Yep. You know, and I loved sport growing up. And then when I turned to like 16, 17, I rebelled. And I, went, I started going through a, a rebellious right. phase. Yeah, that's right. And initially, that rebellious phase was to turn my back on the family football team for a couple of years. Then it was to turn my back on sport altogether. Wow. And I walked away from sport and I focused on film and music and politics and, you know, Books and I just got this into your, other things. Your bougie side started to come out. My bougie side, yeah, yeah. and then I um, and then it was probably like my mid twenties. My uncle invited me to a game because he had tickets to the game. I went along to a football game and I was like, actually, this is pretty fun. Yeah. And then I got behind the family football team again, and I realised that because I got into more the the bougie side of football. No, no, of life. <laughs> and then I came back into sport. And what I realised about sport is that it's just narrative. There's an antagonist. For every person watching, there's an antagonist. There's a protagonist. There's a beginning. Yep. There's an end. Yep. There's twists and turns. Yep. There's characters. Yep. And it's a story. And that's why sport is fun. And that's why rivalries are fun because you're getting into the story. And there's, and there's stakes. Yep. What, what makes a good story? Stakes. Characters and, you love, characters a, you love to hate. And a climax that hasn't happened at the end of the first quarter. That's right, and that's when and sport. The only disappointing <laughs> thing about sport is a blowout. Yeah, yeah, but when there's a close sports game, gosh, you love it. Close sports games are the best as well because mm. those are the ones you want to be. Well, oh, who was I talking about this with? I can't remember if it was you or the sports episode that I did with Toby. We brought up the, the the penalty shootout in soccer. Right, there's no closer game than when a game goes to penalty shootouts in soccer. Mm. Mm. You do do not want to be on the side that loses that. Because you've just fought for 120 minutes mm. and it all comes down to five, maybe more, kicks of a football. Mm. Being on the other side of that would be the lowest of the lows. But like Australia versus Uruguay mm. trying to qualify for the 2002 World Cup, being on the right side of that mm. is euphoric. It's Absolutely. beautiful. It's fantastic. And there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Yeah. And it's almost like the... The greater the loser, the bigger the winner. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, it's another thing. Upsets. 
people, people, people love good upset. And I'm sure you, it's not going to be a spoiler for anybody that one of the rivalries that I'll talk about, my team or the team has been an underdog forever, more or less, outside of a, a short maybe uh, four or five year period, yep, yep, if yep. that. I think I might know who you're referring to. I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone who knows me. Mm. The Toronto Raptors. Correct, yes. <laughs> Do you know what though? I haven't got the Toronto Raptors on my list, but I, I did support them for a short period of time. Yep. I won't get into why I don't anymore, yeah. but I remember watching them win the championship back in, I think it was 2016, would have been that long ago-ish. 2019. 2019? Mm-hmm. LeBron won 2016, Warriors won 17-18, okay. Toronto 19, Lakers 20. Okay. Milwaukee? Milwaukee 21. 21. Now we're coming up to 22. Unbelievable. But I was actually on a plane. Yeah. I was on a plane when I watched them win that Really? Game. Yeah. Yeah, Wi-Fi has come a long way on the old Qantas. Really? Qantas so you're watching the game on a, on, a, on Wi-Fi on a plane? Correct. Bloody hell. Yeah. I've never been able to really get Facebook working. I was as shocked as the next person. Yeah. The guy next to me was even like, are you watching KO on your phone? I was like, yeah, I don't know how either. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the cockpit's just like, beep, 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 something's interfering. Yeah. That was always, always made me wonder, like, look, look at all the electronics we have now, yeah, yeah. you know, and yet it's still always like, you must turn off all electronic equipment. Yeah. Like, what, like, what, what the hell? Like, I, it's, it, I, I'm not carrying a, I'm not carrying a, like a, Uranium rod in my in my iPod, you know, like it's not like it's not like it's what do you think? IPod. What do you think of like what kind of energy do you yeah. think I'm a flux capacitor? I'm like, oh, it's a flux capacitor in my backpack. Oh, I've got to turn it off before takeoff and landing, just in case. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you please turn off your hadron collider? We can't have that on the. Uh, we can't have that going on the plane. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So I won't be two seconds. Yeah, I'll be two seconds. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that we used to be really like, oh, can I turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And now it's just like, now I'm just sitting there watching movies that yeah. plane takes off and lands. Yeah, it's on airplane mode, which apparently changes everything, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Frankly, air travel would not be so uh, successful and widespread if a plane could be brought down by an iPod. Well, I, I do wonder like how we, <laughs> how we got to that point. It must be something in the fact that like the, the, the signal one time in one test, yeah, in one, yeah. one test yeah. in the actual yeah. lab, because yeah. they make planes and labs in the engineering place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were like, oh, this is, um, this is throwing this off by 0.000003%. Yeah. Yep. Therefore, ban all phones. Ban all phones. At all times. But how, why is it once you're in the air? It's okay. It's okay. Look, I don't know. I demand answers, but, Rob. And, and, well, <laughs> 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 what I will say is yeah. I'm glad that they stick to the cons- – I'm, I'm glad that they are risk-averse. Yes, me too. And that we've had 30 years of uh, evidence to suggest that the iPod won't bring down the plane, but I'm glad that they gave it that 30 years to test the theory and that they're risk-averse when it comes to stuff like that. I'm not willing to die so that I can watch Game of Thrones <laughs> on, on, on takeoff. Yeah, Unless it's the Red Wedding episode, in which case we'll give it a crack. We'll take the risk. <laughs> we'll take the risk. Sir, should we get into our to our? We've, we've successfully done it. We've successfully got to half an hour without even ranking without even ranking. Thing. All right, let's rank. I love it though. Um, all right, so I will begin. Okay. Now, truth be told, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six things on my list. Uh, I have not ranked them in any order. Okay. So I'm going to look at my list. I'm going to mm-hmm. consult my list, and then I'll come back to you with the three. In three, two, one. Uh, it's going to be Australia versus England. The Ashes. Uh-huh. The Ashes yeah. cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this can, is I, can I just jump in? Also, my number three. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. I thought I thought we might have had at least one crossover. Yeah. yeah. And if we were going to have one crossover, that was going to be it. Yeah. Now, why why is the Ashes so good though? 
what, question. What, what other sport fights over a trophy that's literally about four yeah. centimetres tall? The Ashes is so good because I hate England. <laughs> okay, number two. <laughs> that's it. That's all it is, right? Shout out to uh, Dan in Wales. He probably hates England as well. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's because I love, like, we've got a mutual friend yes. who's English. Yes. Who also best. hates England, by the way. What? Does he? Well, what do you think he's been here for the last 14 years? <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is, yeah. that's probably what makes it good. It's because, like, we, we, you know, we've all, like, I've got family, friends who are English, lots yep. of lots of English people migrate to Australia. I've yep. lived in the UK. Uh-huh. Sadly, I lived in the UK in 2005 when they beat us Five in the now. Ashes. However, it's because you've got those personal connections. And it's yeah. because you can really rub it in. To yeah. someone who you otherwise care about fondly. <laughs> Again, this, this counts for all of these things on any list, I'm sure. But it's true. Right? It's, it's kind of like we, there's this kind of us versus them mentality with Australians versus the British because yeah. obviously the British colonised this country yeah. however many years ago. I want to say a couple hundred. How many years ago? Yeah, just a, <laughs> 1788? Is that when they first got here? Oh, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, I'll, I'll count that. If I'm anywhere in the, the vicinity of 100 years either side, I've done well. Yeah. Um, Good to see you were paying attention to school there. Oh, yeah. 1801. Uh, January 1st, 1801 was the um, oh, fucking Federation. 1801? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Just 100 years off, my friend. That's all right. No, it was 1901, wasn't it? <laughs> Shit. Fucking hell. But no, they didn't. That's, that's that's when the place was like the Commonwealth was established, right? They were here well before that. Uh, yeah, that's when they. Yeah, that's when we formed a, a country. Okay, the modern day government. That's yes. when we formed government, not country. That's when we formed this current Commonwealth government of Australia, and they called it Australia. Before that, it was England for 120 years, and for thousands upon thousands of years before that, yeah. obviously there was no single English person here. None. And this um, is why we like to fight the English in cricket. Because they came here. I mean, my my, my ancestry isn't mm. isn't English. No, no, at all. No, but for some You've reason, got some Irish ancestry though. Oh, just a little bit. Not so, so much. So that, that does make sense. Why you know, particularly if you've got a bit of Irish. Oh, you, so you're saying it's, it's I have a genetic dislike of the English. Well, look, I don't want to speak for Irish people, <laughs> but I'm. I feel like a lot of them would be comfortable with saying yes to that answer. Be bold. Be bold. <laughs> Speak well, for a lot of Irish people would say, yes, <laughs> yes, you do have a genetic disposition. Yes. Uh, except for people from Northern Ireland, perhaps let's not go there. No, let's not go there. Great rivalry, by the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> what are the best? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there is a history of, 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 of England. Um, but also – and, and – and, Modern day Australia isn't there, but also because like, what's what's more quintessential in summer than watching the cricket, having a couple of beers, watching mm. the cricket? I think I think that's my connection to cricket. Right. Is like childhood, right? Summer, yep. Maybe not yeah, childhood. You like a couple of beers watching the cricket. I'm yeah. like, yeah, childhood. Yeah, it's, that's, Astra- it's, 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 that's Australian, <laughs> mate. That's Aussie as I guess. So before the beer hit the picture, but even just like even just, but yes, what you're saying is correct. Yes, a couple of beers, summer weather. Watching the cricket. I love watching a test match. Yeah. I love how the story builds over a test match. And before beer, I loved it in childhood too, like sitting on the couch with dad watching cricket. Yeah. Watching the one day is. Yeah. You know, like just loved it. There's, I that, think there's, that, there's that personal history to it. I think my initial love for cricket started with the one days. Yeah. Like the colourful jerseys, like the fast the fast paced format. Yeah. And this is obviously well before twenty twenty was even mm. you know, a concept. 
the 50 50, the, the day nighters were fantastic. Mm. They were so much fun. Mm. And they were, they led me into like starting to understand cricket. But it's, I wouldn't say it's up until my like 25 onwards mm. that I've actually began to appreciate the test match. Right. Because there's a different strategy. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I've started to appreciate test matches as I've gotten older. Most, most people go a five day game of people throwing a ball at each I other. Think it's absurd. Absurd. This is the most boring thing I've ever heard of in my life. Mm. Have you watched it? Yes. Part of it is kind of boring mm. because that's part of the strategy that one of the mm. team will play. Mm. But did you watch the end of the last the last match? Mm-hmm. So you know, came it was a draw. That's right. Five days. It was a draw. <laughs> Nobody won. <laughs> but came down to the last. Yes, Australia. The last needed, ball. Australia needed one wicket to win the game. Mm. And did you see the field placement yeah. of Steve Smith? Like literally, just like a ring of people yeah. all around. Yeah. That batter could have, if he wanted to. Charged down the pitch and just smacked that ball as hard as he could yeah. at one of those people. Yeah, but then he might have given away his wicket. Yes, because he might have mishit it, nicked it off to one of the guys at the side, and away yeah. you go, Australia win. Mm. What I didn't realize is that the, the umpires said no more fast bowling for the last three overs of the game. I was wondering why yeah. Steve Smith bowled the last over yeah. of yeah. that match because yeah. they couldn't bowl any. They couldn't bowl. What was the fast reason? Because of light, the light, poor light. This is the character that, that wow. emerges on cricket. This is what I like about cricket. Yeah. And because people like, you know, sport these days is there, this like science and sport have collided head on. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just, and it's a game of analytics and science now. But cricket, it's a game of, like, someone hasn't mowed the pitch. You know, like yeah. pitches have character, ovals have character. Yeah. The wind, yeah. the light, it's the a little time bit, of day. It's a little bit overcast today. That means it's going to be a more dewy deck, yeah. which means it's going to be, That's which means it. It, That's w- it. we have to bowl the spinners. Although, obviously, I'm not a cricket player. I'm not too sure mm. which bowler is better to use in a dewy circumstance. Mm. I'm guessing the swing bowler. It would be because it bounces, it skids mm. off the pitch, mm. of course. But this is all the things they have to look at. And, and, yeah. and the captain at the, t- the toss of the coin has Absolutely. to decide that, yeah. knowing the conditions, what might be for the rest of the five days, yeah. 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 and make the decision, do they go into bat, do they go and, into bowl? And it's totally unfair. Yeah. It could favour one team and it could turn against the other. But that's part of the lottery of it. There's, yeah. an, or, there's an organic feel to it. There's, there's character to grounds. There's yeah. history to grounds. Yeah. I'll tell you what I love about cricket. What I've, what I've really grown to appreciate about cricket it's is the, that it's not an American game at all. No, it's not. In fact, it's a very unique game. And it bonds me, as a guy that grew up in Perth, Western Australia, it would bond me with somebody that's grown up in Mumbai. Yeah. Or, or somewhere in, or in Pakistan. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's a game that's, that's, that's arisen out of the complicated history of colonialism. Yep. But it's now played in just a select few countries that are from diverse parts of the world, the Caribbean, mm-hmm. you know, South Asia, yeah. South Africa, yeah. Australia, New Zealand. And I love that I share a bond with this, like these this, this little pockets around the world yeah. who we, you know, I culturally come from a significantly different background to England. But I could go to Mumbai and have a chat with somebody and, you well, know, there's a, a, a potentially have a enjoy cricket together. If, if I had no other stakes in this, yeah. or I don't have any stakes in this, what I'm about to say, but you could very easily say as an honourable mention for top sport rivalries yeah. is that India-Pakistan cricket rivalry. They go at it hammer and tong more so mm. than what Australia and England do. Mm. Obviously, we don't see it as much because that's not where we're, yeah, where where we're from. Exactly, we're not part of that rivalry, but it's, it's a vicious rivalry. In fact, it's an honor, it was an honourable mention for me. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, con- the, com- the conflict of most of my honorable mentions are when politics and sport collide. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but I think England and Australia, it's, it's because, well, there's, you just love to hate England. You, As you an love, Australian, oh, I'm, I'm, you'd love to beat them. Yeah. You'd love to beat them. Yeah. yeah. Love to beat them. And also, like, the, the burning of the, uh, the, the ashes yes. is the burning of the bales yes. from one of the very first test matches ever played. Mm. And that's what they play for. And this, the ashes are literally an urn that's probably around about five centimetres tall. Mm. They play these this, the f- five, five games of five-day matches, so 25 days of cricket, mm. give or take, mm. all for the honour. And it is an honour mm. to raise this little tiny cup. If we play a test match against India or New Zealand or South Africa, mm-hmm. sure, I might watch it, mm. but I don't watch it with the same kind of desire fervor. to win, yeah, no. the fervor to win no. as I would against England. Mm. Yeah, I can't honestly explain why. I can't. Like, I can understand. I kind of understand why, but I, but there's something. There is something about the, the beating England, and to the point where I cheer against everybody. I cheer against England in all sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, no offense to any of our English it's fans, there, but I just, cheer, I just, I just strongly cheer against England. Yeah. Interestingly, it's right, it's a political thing again. When I lived in Scotland, right? right? Okay. So when I lived in Scotland, obviously Scotland English history, yes, it's a little bit fiery. Yes. So the Scots were cheering against the English in most things. <laughs> I know. You know the, the rugby. In the soccer, and when the Ashes was on, I came into work, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we, oh, we beat England yesterday. And they're like, oh, so Bob, they actually, they actually called me Bob. They're like, I was Big Bob. They're like, Big Bob, <laughs> you don't know that the Scots support the English cricket team, do you? And I'm like, no. And I'm, like, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You can't support the English cricket team. But you touched on it at the beginning, because the English cricket team is actually the British cricket team. Right. So if you're – so. In some World Cups now, Scotland and Ireland and Wales represent, but the English cricket team that will play here for Test matches, you know, um, Ian, Ian Morgan, I think, is Irish. He, is Irish or Welsh? I can't quite remember. And apologies to Ian. Uh, Ian. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, <laughs> apologies to him. But so, yeah. Which, ironically, so if you're a Scot who cheers against England in all things, you also support the English cricket team. So, all the time. so realistically, it shouldn't be called England. It should be called the British cricket team. Wow. So it's called, what's the, um, the the rugby team that's made up of all the red lions? Four lions. lions. Four, no, 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 that's the that's the badge of honour, isn't it? That's the three lions. I thought it was the red lion. The red doesn't matter. The rugby team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. The lions. The lions. Yes. Which I think is the same concept, made up of all of the uh, the different parts yeah. of the Great Britain. Yeah. United Kingdom? Which one is it? United Kingdom. It's the same. No. No, Great Britain is the English part, isn't it? And then United Kingdom is all three of them together. Here we are exposing our knowledge of all things great. Great Britain, Britain. is it's the same thing as the United Kingdom. The, oh, you're doubting me. You're yeah, Googling live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Googling, Googling yeah, yeah. live on the podcast. I sure am. <laughs> you know how I love England it. is England. You know I love being Britain wrong. is refers to the British Isles. So great Britain. The United Kingdom. Yep, okay. United Kingdom is Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland. Oh no, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So Great Britain and Northern Ireland are different. Ah, so Great Britain is Scotland, the United Kingdom, Wales, and Co- England. Commonly so noted, Great Britain is the main island of the British Isles. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're kind of both right and both wrong, which is you know, apt. or one way of saying that is neither of us but right, <laughs> which is actually perfect for this podcast. 
Does that mean the Isle of Man is not part of Great Britain? The Isle of Three-Legged Man. No, the... Um, but it is part of the United Kingdom? Correct. Confident, man. That's all you need. There you go. I could be completely wrong. No, I, I, look, if um, I, and I hope all the people listening out there just believe you, because <laughs> that's, that's, the way for, that's the way to go about life. Just believe someone. The Isle of Man, also known as Man, is an island and self-governing British crown dependency in the Irish Sea. Between Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So it's between Great Britain. So the Great Britain. So it's not a part of Great Britain. No, because Great Britain is just the, the big island. The big island, yeah. Just so the big island. It's an isle. It's an isle of man, so it can't be part of the greatest. That's why I said so. It's not part of Great Britain, but it is part of the United Kingdom. I'll fight you. No, we're agreeing. I know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's go to our number two. Well, okay. Well, I mean, my number one, my number three was the ashes, which means number two. So go for it. Right. So my number two. Um, my number three was also the ashes, just as a reminder. My number two... Well, your number three was the ashes. Number three was the ashes. Yes. My number two. What is it? Well, I've already touched on the game of Australian football. Okay. And my own personal portrayal of the family team. Yes. Which, what is your family team? You haven't it's actually... the Sydney Swans. I was about to say you haven't said that in this podcast, but there's <laughs> been a couple of other episodes. I have said it before. Oh, yes. So, this isn't our first rodeo of, uh, when it comes to sports, my no, friend. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. So I'm a Sydney Swan supporter, and that's because my father yes. and my and his father before him yep. and his father before him supported the, te- the team from South Melbourne, the yep. Bloods. Yep. So dad's from Melbourne, from Victoria. So when they came over here, we he just continued to support the Sydney Swans. Just to clarify, the team was not called the Bloods? It was, the South Melbourne Bloods. The team was called the Bloods? I, yeah. thought, the, I thought that was the Swans always. No, they only became the Swans when they moved to Sydney. Are you telling me that after all these years, <laughs> I didn't know that the team was legitimately called the Bloods for a time? Yeah. Fuck off. No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I thought, it was, I thought that's Bloods why, was like... That's why a, we refer to Bloods culture, Bloods history. I, didn't, I just thought that was something that you guys came up with as part of the fact that you were a yellow and white... Yellow. Yellow. Red, <laughs> Red and white team. Yellow and black. <laughs> We're from Sydney Swans. <laughs> oh, God. I'm also going colorblind, apparently. <laughs> yellow and white. I thought it was like something you went yellow, white, blood cells, the bloods, you know. Red and white. Did I say it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green and white. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Another vodka, please, sir. Um, red and white. Right. Red and white. Yeah. So. I, I thought that was something that you'd come, that you'd come up with. No, no, no. We're well, the, we're the Bloods, the South Melbourne Bloods, for many a year. Amazing. For longer than we've been to Sydney Swans. I, do you know what? I love learning stuff. Yeah. And I've just learned. Yeah. I love learn. Yeah. Because we were South Melbourne up until 82, the year I was born. Yes. Was when they moved to Sydney. All right. Oh, I've just given away my age. You, you keep doing it, mate. You just, the, <laughs> the gig's up, mate. The gig's up. <laughs> Everyone knows. 92, when yeah. I was born. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the three men of Dockers. Excuse me, can I have to, can I have to inter- interject? So, why, why are you so ashamed of your age? I'm not. Well, I mean, people might think that you are because you're like, oh, my age, it's gone again. Well, you know, as you get older, it's not polite to re- ask someone's age. No, but we just keep it, you know, on the... <laughs> <laughs> it's not polite to ask someone's age, but is it impolite to tell everyone your age? No, not really. Yell it from the rooftops. I'll tell you what they Scream it loud. I'll tell you what they learn. What's that? You're still a few years away. Uh, yes, just a couple. But when you're about to turn the corner. Yeah. I won't care. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see in a couple of years. It's fine. It's, yeah, fine. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so the next one. So, but however, yep. so this is the thing. If you 
were raised in Western Australia mm. and supported anyone but the West Coast Eagles, I would wager that you have developed a real significant hatred of the West Coast Eagles. And I, used, I dropped the H-bomb. You because did. You did. And I, 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 sure, Fremantle West Coast, they're the local teams. That's the derbies, the biggest the rivalry. Yep. However. Yes. In my family, half of my family, my mother's side of the family, are West Coast supporters. You're most, of, most of the other half are Sydney Swan supporters. We have a couple of Dockers supporters in there. Yeah. But, it's ma- but the Dockers supporters don't really follow the game. It's mainly West Coast <laughs> and Sydney. <laughs> and, and the West Coast supporters is uh, my cousin, former podcast host, Alex Roberts, who's very vocal. Yes. Loves a good argument. We're the Swan side. We go at it. Yes. And the two teams also went at it. Yes, they did. So I grew up, this is the thing now, if you were f- coming into the AFL game now, and I've got to give this history because I like to give a bit of the history. Fair enough. Coming into the AFL game now, the Sydney Swans are a little bit of a tall poppy because we had about a 14, let's see, so from like 2005 to 2018, 19, like we had a period of success. Yes. We won two flags. No one likes that. We made the finals for 14, 15 years in a row. Disgusting. Like yep. We had a good period of success. Yeah. Now we want to think, and we, we recruited Buddy Franklin, and we recruited Kurt Tippett. Now everyone thinks we're the bigwigs. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching my dad on the couch on a Saturday watching an empty football stadium in, in Sydney. You're right. Watching the Sydney Swans lose game after game after game. You talk about the Gold Coast Swans. We were the Gold Coast Swans. We have, the, the, and Gold we, Coast, the Gold Coast Swans. Gold Coast Swans. It's Gold Coast Swans. Yellow and white. We have, and we still hold to this day, the mm. longest AFL premiership drought, 72 years. We the last one in 1933. My grandfather would have been 11 mm. when he was at that game. 11 years old. Mm-hmm. He passed, sadly, in 2002. So it was like, what, one year off, two years off? It was three years off seeing, three years them, off. seeing them win again. Damn. So we were the laughing stock. We had a history of loss after loss after loss. And sure, we've had a good period of time, but they, they deserved that. They, that period of history has been built on with a good culture, strong culture. So I get very – now I'm very de- protective and defensive because we used to be everyone's, like, second favourite team because of that history of losing. Right. This is, this is the irony. It is an Australian, it's Australian poppy. thing. Oh, Australian yeah. thing. So everyone was cheering for us. Now that we're winning, yeah. people don't like it. Get anymore. out of here. Fuck, fuck That's okay. Success. So, don't so, care. So finally in 2005, yeah. we won Boom. the premiership again against the West Coast Eagles by four points. By the way, is, yep. is this rivalry Sydney and West Coast? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's the rivalry. Okay. Oh, I have not said that yet. No, not really. You've kind of gone into this really. Oh. You've waxed lyrical about the, the, the Sydney Bloods Swans. and the Sydney Swans. Beautiful like. history of the Sydney Swans. Lovely. <laughs> but I'm getting around to the rivalry, which is against the West Coast Eagles. So it's a rivalry. It's a legitimate rivalry yep. in that they had these two grand finals, which were close. Sure. And since then, the rivalry continues. Well, I, I, I seem to remember there was a span of from those grand finals and in those years and the years after, where there was no game that the Sydney Swans and the Eagles played against each other, where the yeah. margin was greater than four points at the end of the game. There's some insane statistic yeah, that yeah. over like four or five, six games, there was like a well, the grand, eight points in it or something. Like well, that. the grand finals were one point and four points. Four points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, which in a game of AFL is actually very impressive, given yeah. that one goal is worth six. Yeah. To get that we get it within and it's like incredible. a span of games. It's it wasn't just, it wasn't just one. I think there was the the average losing or win, the average winning margin for either team mm. was like three point six points. That's right. 
Yeah. And theoretically, yeah. West Coast should now have several of those points deducted because of the rampant drug issues <laughs> that were going for the club and, in, and, and were being used as a performance enhancer. Yeah. So, and then, so obviously there was an actual rivalry there, but it was the sweeter part of it was the fact that there was an inter-family rivalry. Well, it's interesting because, like, you'd think that from a from a Sydney Swans perspective, you mm. might have chosen someone l- like a Geelong or like a GWS or someone like that mm. who's like obviously Sydney GWS probably haven't had enough time to really like manifest that rivalry towards. Oh, uh, it's a pretty big rivalry now. I've, it's getting there for sure. But but having, having that bloods culture from back in the Melbourne days, yeah, yeah, Melbourne yeah, days, yeah. there's probably some yeah. rivalries from back then that you're just kind of like, that, that must be just bubbling under the surface. Be there. Yeah. Well. Interestingly, the rivalries that I'm most familiar with, and I think we've touched on the what really makes a rivalry, is finals. Yes. So, Sydney West Coast are a rivalry for in, in the last two decades. It's been it's been West Coast because of two grand finals, and it's been Hawthorne because of grand finals. And the GWS rivalry didn't really come become a rivalry until finals. Mm-hmm. Until they beat us in a final, and then we beat them in a final, and then they beat us just last year in a final by like. Less than a goal. And away you go. So now there's a, now there's a you betcha there's a rivalry. Well, let me let me go to my number two, only because it ties in, because I also have a, a rivalry okay, with West Coast, because I'm a Fremantle Docker supporter, yes. our crosstown rivals. Mm. We maybe, I maybe could have put you along in there. For the similar reason that you put uh, the West Coast Eagles in, like a really kind of, um, a really good back and forth battle for a number of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was expecting Geelong. If uh, if I that was the thing I thought you were going to say, Geelong. Well, so here's the thing. I I think I, the reason I put West Coast and went with the obvious cliche choice is because at the end of the day, there's no one I love beating more than West Coast. Geelong a very close second. Yeah, but the Crosstown rival, I think I've had I've had more interactions with their fans. Yeah. And a lot of them, and this is the thing about when you talk, anyone talks about fans of different football teams. Yeah. I had a friend um, who was a Hawthorne supporter, and yeah. she used to always say things like, "Oh, the Dockers fans are the worst." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. are they?" But there's something about the like Eagles games. Like Eagles fans have actively poured beer on me at games. Have they? Yes. Geelong fans have never done that. Did you deserve it? Me, no. This is actually the thing, right? Because <laughs> nine out of ten times, I'd say, "Did I deserve it?" This particular game, I was literally just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just there. Yeah. And Fremantle happened to be winning, mm. which is a rare occasion. Mm. We'll take it. And yeah, I was just sitting there and all of a sudden I feel this delightfully cold liquid all over my head. First of all, this is back at Subiaco Oval. Yeah. Light beers, like Carlton Drafts or yeah. whatever, they yeah. weren't cheap. No. You're dropping 10 bucks for a, for, for a light beer. Is that what they still are? Still. Well, they're about that, but they're in a much nicer stadium, so it yeah. kind of feels like it's okay to pay. Yeah, yeah. But Subiaco, let's be real, now that we have what we've got, yeah. bit of a shithole. But, yeah. but why would you waste your hard-earned money on pouring that on someone's head just because they support a different team? I don't know why. Who can explain the the fervour of hatred? I mean, I like we've already touched on my hatred for certain things in sport, but it never, it's never ever going to get to a point where I'm going to attack somebody... But, Pour beer in somebody. Like, that's when... That is the problematic area of sports rivalries, is that we're touching on sports rivalries as a good thing, but there is a dark side to sports rivalries. Oh, un- undoubtedly. Mm. Undoubtedly. It's like... <laughs> I mean, you, all you have to do... Is, okay, well, I'll quickly touch on one of my honourable mentions and now... Okay. Because it ties into it, and that's Man City versus Man U. Right. Because... But any kind of sport in... um Or any soccer game, any football game yeah. in 
Europe, yeah. not just not just England, in Europe, yeah. has the potential for violence. Oh, it's insane. It's it's unbelievable how passionate they are about yeah. their rivalries and about their like But it is literal insanity. Oh yeah. Like it is literal absolutely irrational thought. Yes. Like what drives humans yeah. to actually physically assault each other yeah. over a game. Yeah. Or a ball just gets kicked around. And, we, and here's, here's, here's the thing, we always make not like fun, but we we kind of highlight Things like the Bloods and the Crips and the yeah. gang warfare in America, yeah. Yeah. no difference between the colours that you wear in, in Europe and you go out and you just get someone because they have to be wearing yeah. blue and you're yeah. a red. Yeah. Or they have yeah. to be wearing, if, if you're in um, Scotland, the, the Rangers and the, and, the, and the Celtics, right? The Rangers and the Celtics, yeah. yeah. The Hibs and the Hearts. So, bang, shoom. Mm. West Ham versus Arsenal. Yep. Anyone, anyone, anywhere. Tottenham versus Arsenal as well, isn't there? Well, all the London teams, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like Liverpool, Everton. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of a uh, couple of uh, like former Yugoslavia leagues <laughs> that really go at it. We've touched on Serbia, but I'm pretty sure there is like a Mate, couple mate, of leagues we'll, from. We'll be here all life. We start talking about <laughs> the, bar, the bar leagues of Yugo, former Yugoslavia. <laughs> Crikey, Moses. <laughs> But, but the, the the Frio versus West Coast rivalry for me is is the most important one because it is this kind of crosstown rivalry. And everyone in this state mm. is always kind of like, Fires which side, side are you other. on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even yourself, who is a Sydney Swan supporter, correct, will buy into a side. Oh, I've already bought one. Okay, can I have my money? <laughs> no, you can't. You're in. You can't. You bastard. Uh, no, but it goes back to what I touched on. Like, if you supported anyone but West Coast growing up here, you do end up. Because all the media is all, you know, it's very biased. Yeah. Well, understandably, this is a Perth. This is Perth. West Coast was the only town for 10 years. Oh, the only town. The only team in town for 10 years. <laughs> the only town. <laughs> the only town. Welcome like, to the town of West Coast. Like, it is kind of understandable. Yeah. But like, when you supported somebody else growing up, I was just like, that was, and because West Coast have always been so successful as well. Yeah, I like this. There's an arrogance about them. And we don't want to make this an anti-West Coast podcast. You don't. Oh, I kind of do because I just can't. It just goes there because of the, there's an emotional component. Literally, Liam, the villain of my whole life is the West Coast. <laughs> the villain of your whole life. If I could find one consistent villain from day dot. Yeah, uh, it would. <laughs> no, no, no uh, disrespect to you if you're a West Coast fan. You know, good on you. No, but there is there is unfortunately, and I don't think any Eagles fan can argue this, and and it's their right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. at the end. The fact that they are quite arrogant, but at the end of the day, they've kind of had the success to go along with they've it. Got to the success to, to go give along that it. kind of arrogance and, and to give us down. And this is why I love this rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are the underdog. You're the underdog. You're the we, gritty underdog. We're the little brother. We're the yeah. little piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. On the bottom of their shoe. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, that's cute. Did you win a derby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you beat us. Did you? How many flags yeah. do you got? None. But oh. this is this is the cop out that they'll always throw at you. Even if you beat them, they're yeah. all going to go. Oh well, how many flags do you want? And yeah. it's like, well, we just beat you today. So. Deal with it. I reckon the first time we win a flag, they'll right, say how many they'll, flags have you won. There'll, there'll be some some motherfucking Eagles fan yeah, yeah. will come and be like, "Yeah, one. How many we got? Uh, fucking four. Blah. Be, there won't be some. It'll be the vast majority, man. The vast majority. Oh, look, I know some pretty decent Eagles supporters. So, so do I. People I love dearly. Well, scum. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of my closest and dearest people in my life. Some of a lot of my favourite people. Yeah. Um, for no other reason. For no other reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because of this one thing. I do not. But anyway, so we we joke, but you know, when no. the game is on, when the ball is bounced, we're not joking. Yep. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, your number one. Number one. Well, Liam, we've touched on this throughout the whole episode. Have we touched it? We have. Okay. My number one is not a team, or countries, or even a game. My number one sports rival is sports lovers versus sports haters. Interesting. Interesting. That's my number one rivalry in sports. Okay. Because it's the this is divided territory. Right. People who love sports tend to just love sports, but people who identify outside of that, so who might be more interested in, in, in the arts or might be more interested in whatever politics, almost identify themselves by being anti-sport. I can see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And there's a real... Um, you can oh, I don't watch sport. How I don't I watch, watch sport. I don't have time for that. Did you watch the footy? Oh, I don't watch the footy. Mm. You know, like there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a part of their identity that says, I don't watch sport. That mm. makes me a certain type of person yeah. because I don't watch sport. And I was that person for about six or seven years. I yeah. had a bit of an answer. So you've been there? I've been there. This you've, is why I can that. understand it. Gotcha. Um, and still to this day, I'll talk to people. Oh, and you tell them, you start talking about sport, or you tell them that you like sport, and then sometimes people look at you and judge you. Mm. I remember years ago, like when the World Cup was on, I was walking around and I was working at this kind of little arty cinema house. I was working at Luna. Which World Cup are we talking about? Uh, oh, Rugby, football. Know, 2010 maybe? Soccer? Football, yeah, for soccer. Okay. Um, and I was talking about the football and, um, you know, I got a bit of judgment. Okay. Because I was hanging out, this, is, this was in a bit of a space with a bit of an alternative crowd, got a little bit of judgment. Oh, I don't watch sport. Oh, sport. Don't watch sport. And I'm like, you guys are missing out on a lot of fun here. Yeah. And, like, you guys are into film, you're into story. Like, you're missing out on a lot. That's why I touched on this is when I made my sports uh, penny drop moment. Okay. Sports and story. Yeah. Because I was like, actually, sports is fun. Sports is great. Sports also, also means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And the community comes together over sports. Sure. Yeah. You know, at the, at the time I was doing a history unit and the lecturer, the lecturer goes, you know, imagine if Perth, you know, in, in, in if Perth right now, just if the, the Australian Empire declined, the, the modern day, you know, colonial Australian Empire goes into decline and in a thousands of years, in a thousand years, 500 years, they come back and they look at Perth. What's the significance of that? What's the significant landmark? It's probably the stadium, like the Colosseum in Rome. Sure. The significant landmark was the stadium. Because, yeah. like, it's, it's a, it, there is a, a central place that people come and they come and go to. They congregate. They congregate around mm. it. So that's what I started buying into. And I pride myself now on the fact that I sit across both sides of that spectrum. I love sport. Yes. But I also... Love art. Sure. And I love theatre. I love music. I love film. You can love all these things. You don't have, one doesn't have to whoa, mutually whoa, exclude whoa, the whoa, other. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mate, how can you possibly have any room in your brain to love all of the things? Sports <laughs> and art and movies? No way. You must choose, good sir. Yeah, yeah. No, Whose I, side of the coin are you on? I, I shall not choose. Good on you. I shall not choose, Liam. <laughs> And I think, quite frankly, if you have to, if you feel like you have to make a choice, I think you're missing out. Like, I understand if you like just generally don't like sport, but I, I don't like the generalization of the idea of not liking sport. I think that's that's the key, that's a key point. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to not like sport. Yeah, yeah. 
but it's the generalization of not liking sport for the or it's her hatred of sport. Yeah, because like you could say for you could watch a game, a really random sport like mm. fucking curling, or yeah. or yeah. and you might find something within that that just grabs you and just takes control. Yeah, but if you just say you don't you hate sport. Yeah, like, I think what it is, it's the idea of the the competition that a lot of people don't like. I think it's yeah. the idea of pitting someone against someone else that people find quite confrontational. Yeah, and quite you know. Why would you, why would anyone want to do that? Yeah, even when it comes down to things like chess, you know, yeah, that, that kind of stuff like poker stresses, stresses. poker. Yeah, like, po- poker you can watch on all these sport channels nowadays mm. because it's a mm. it's a game of the mind, right? Mm. It's a sport mm. of the mind. Mm. Confrontation. I don't like it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want mm. to see it. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that's what it comes down to. It's not so much of a hatred of the games themselves, but it's the idea of competition and kind of people butting look- heads that. And we did touch on the dark side of sport. Yeah. And I fully, and I, I can understand that too. Yeah. Like I can, and I think that it's a valid conversation to kind of say, you know, when England gets knocked out of the World Cup, yeah. you know, a lot of people are unsafe yeah. because of that happening. Yeah. That is a valid, real social problem. Sure. And, but, it's, but I can still enjoy watching football. And recognise that that's a social issue that we need to get on. That that that, that is not. Um, so here's the difference. It's not okay. We need to do something about it. Here's the difference between you and me. Right. I agree that it's a problem, but I also am able to go and watch a game of sport and then not think about any of that stuff ever again. But that's what I'm saying. So can I? Sure. I th- okay. So I think I, you're I'm saying, saying I can tell. also do that. I'm saying, but you have to still acknowledge that it's there. You have to acknowledge that it's a problem. You can't put a hand in. Yeah. You know, put your head in the sand. Oh, Liam, I can. I'm very good at that. But the, it's about complexity, Liam. <laughs> you know, I, I, I appreciating know. complexity, understanding and trying to comprehend complexity. So These things are all true. Yeah. And so you, you and when I'm watching the game, you can just watch the game and you should. You should that's what you should do. Absolutely. Yeah, That's I what I'm saying. I agree. I'm just I'm trying to stir you up. That's all I, I know. Is. I know you are. I can see it's working a little bit. You too. Are, are you, are you, it is working a little bit. Um <laughs> I think it's the thing about yeah, it's about kind of, kind yeah. the, com- the 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 competitive nature, the the emotions that can be quite confronting with people at sport. I, I can appreciate how that could be disturbing. Yeah, and I also think that for some, I guess the people that I'm referring to are more people who define themselves by what they hate more than define themselves yeah. by what they like. I agree with that, and I, I understand how actually, and I did that. I, I went through that as I was, you know, forming this idea of myself. And then I'm I'm happy now that I've come to a place where I can now feel like I can appreciate it all. I can appreciate that I can, you know just try to appreciate things about that kind of bias onto it. So, but it's still very much a debate: sports yeah. lovers versus sports haters. Yeah, you, a lot of people sit on, on either side of that spectrum. I I quite enjoy that idea of your take of number one as well. I would never never have thought to go down that path, but you, you're very right, and I know exactly who the people you're talking about as well. Mm. Who are just like, oh, did you see this? Like, even if you're just trying to start a conversation. Hey, did you see this thing on the weekend? Yeah, right? They're yeah. like, oh no, I you know, no, I don't like sport. Well, it's like it's like yeah, like all well, sport, and there's a judgment. In yeah, that. there's a judgment. Yeah, I, don't, I don't watch sport. Don't, don't you? Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's when you feel judged because someone says, "Oh, you you, you watch that?" Well, the way it's like, well uh, wrestling. The Do you one. ever feel judged when people when you say you like wrestling? They go, hey, "You like wrestling?" Well, we're we're we're. An hour and ten minutes, so I'm going to go into my number one. Okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus <laughs> Mr. McMahon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what a great segue. So, and completely unintentional as well, which is fantastic. Mm. But no, I, I do, I do often feel people judge me for watching wrestling, mm. and people will probably judge me for considering this "quote unquote" a sport. 
But what these people do is more athletic and more uh, puts more pressure on their body than any 100%. other any other sport in history. The athleticism of wrestling is out of control, and the physical price of it's yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty massive. Yeah. It's pretty massive. Yeah. Now I had I had three on my list of wrestling rivalries that I was going to choose from. I could have literally listed a thousand of these mm. rivalries because. Mm. How many decades of uh, being a wrestling fan have we got now? Three decades? You're, in the, you're, into, you're coming into the fourth decade? Uh, well, no, because mm. I haven't lived for four decades. No, yet. From, I guess no, in the like 90s, 2000s, 2010s. I, I, would have st- I would have started watching. I'd say I would have started watching in probably the year uh, 1998. So the third decade. The third decade, yeah. but then I also I kind of became a bit of a student of it. Went back and watched a lot of the old stuff from the seventies, eighties. You know, mm. when I first really got into it mm. and stuff like that. Mm. So there's rivalries out the wazoo. You can mm. go back: Sergeant Slaughter versus Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. You know, what's your favorite Japanese wrestling rivalry? Misawa versus Kenta Kobashi was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the classics. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop hitting the table. <laughs> I'm hitting the table out of love and, and, and enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, Kabashi versus Misawa was a, was a fantastic one from yeah. from way back, and Inoki versus pretty much everybody. So there's a really great story of Antonio Inoki, who's like this crazy, yeah, famous Japanese wrestler, right? Yeah, big in America, big in everything. Got the first, got a uh, a cross promotion show, WCW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. held at the um, Freedom Stadium, Freedom of Light Stadium. I can't remember what it's called in Pyongyang, in North Korea. Wow. In front of 130, 40,000 people. It remains one of the biggest wrestling shows that's ever happened. And all of the people in that stadium could not give a fuck about the wrestling that was happening. They were all there just to kind of, you know. At as some a, point. It was a politi- <laughs> it was, it probably, it was a political ploy by Inoki who was yeah. trying to get into Japanese uh, government because uh, he was already a big megastar. And he had a running government himself, but this was kind of like a big thing to say, look at me, I can mend relationships between, you know. Japan anyway. and North Korea. Yeah, anyway. But he, he was originally part of All Japan Pro Wrestling. He, he, split, he split away, started New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is still a massive company today. Yeah. yeah. What's his what, name? In- Inoki. Antonio Inoki. He sounds like a bit of a wild card, like a bit of a controversial figure. He was very much like the Hulk Hogan of, mm. of Japan. Mm. He didn't lose. Antonio you, weren't, you weren't allowed to beat Antonio Inoki. If oh. you did, it was a big deal, but like yeah. very much like the Hulk Hogan. I love the fact that it says a little bit about North Korea, but that the three key figures that have tried to form diplomatic relations have been Antonio Inoki, <laughs> Dennis Rodman, and <laughs> Donald Trump. Not, not good calling cards, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Dennis got close. Give him a, give him a break. Oh, Dennis is the – I mean, he's the yeah, – yeah, Dennis. Good mates. Good mates yeah, with that. Yeah, Dennis. But we're not here to talk about Anoki. We're not here to talk about Misawa. That's true. Stone Cold McMahon was literally the one that got me hooked on wrestling. Yeah. Closely followed by probably Mankind versus The Rock and Triple H and Mankind. I could go on. But Stone Cold and McMahon was the feud during the Attitude Era, which was like the 1997, late 97 to maybe mid-2000s, which looking back on it is a very short window of time. Considering what I, what, how long I've been watching yeah. it for, do you know? Yeah, but yeah. this and just, still is what people, a lot of people relate to. Oh, or yeah. think about when they think about wrestling. And I've, and I've mentioned this before; it hasn't aged well that period because no. of like uh, the way you know culture was in the nineties. Yeah, but that was the quintessential story of a, a man who was hated by his boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and him just always getting a one up on his boss. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, why yeah. I think it was so successful. 
Oh, 100%. You know, McMahon would come out and Stone Cold would be there like, I don't give a shit what you say to me, McMahon. I don't give a fuck. And, then, <laughs> and McMahon would be like, they're trying to, you know, get him, get him yeah. fired, get everyone to beat him yeah. up. And McMahon would always try to cheat with his power. And, yeah. he's, and he's like, he's, he's positioned as boss. Yeah. And he would always change the rules of the game against Stone Cold's favor. Stone Cold would always have a come at. Yeah. It's genius. It's, oh, mate. It's, it is genius. People don't understand, yeah. like, how, how clever. Yeah. Wrestling can be. Yeah. Not always. I'll be the first to admit, not always. Some of it's very low-hanging fruit. But that that rivalry between Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon was was a work of art. Yeah. It really, really, unironically, I say that unironically, yeah. a work of art. Yeah. You know, there's the, one of the climax pieces of that rivalry was yeah. at the, the Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble in 1999. Yeah. Where McMahon, for those who don't know, basically the Royal Rumble is like a, an event where – 30 people come into the match. Someone comes into the ring every 30 or 40 seconds or a minute. And then if you get thrown over the top rope of the ring, you're out of the match. It's a very simple concept. Yeah. McMahon started himself at number one and Stone Cold number two because McMahon wanted to get his hands on him because he was so confident he could, you know, take him out. <laughs> at this stage, there was a $10,000 bounty on Stone Cold's head. Yeah. Right? So McMahon lures him out into the, um, into the, uh, into the crowd, out into this women's bathroom where his honchos were just waiting there, and they all beat the shit out of Mister um, out of Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. and he's laid out. Now the, the Royal Rumble goes for usually for about an hour, hour and a bit. Mm. So McMahon, happy with his uh, happy with his uh, with his handiwork, walks back out to the the ringside area and sits on commentary. St- they show the, the match continues. So you can't get in and out of the ring as long as you don't go over the top rope. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. if you go under the bottom rope, then you're fine. You yeah. have to go over the top. Yeah. That's the one. It's a, it, very good point, sir. It's a yep. very important rule. So my man, confident that Stone Cold's not coming back that night, sits at commentary and starts commentating the rest of the rest of the match. Yeah, yeah. Stone Cold gets shown getting carted off in an ambulance. Forty minutes later, camera cuts backstage. Stone Cold driving the ambulance he was carted off in <laughs> comes back into the arena <laughs> and just makes a beeline directly for my man who runs into the ring. And you know, and here's the beautiful thing, right? Driving the ambulance yeah. in which he was cut it off in. That's it's it. unbelievable. So the, the idea being at halfway is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, man, yeah, get, yeah. get me back there. And it's like, I can do it. I can do it. You son of a bitch, McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes back in. But here's the beautiful part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last, the first two in the match, McMahon Stone Cold. The last two, McMahon Stone Cold. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else has been eliminated. Wow. And who comes out? The Rock. And yeah. everyone knows The Rock. Yeah. So The Rock comes out, who was McMahon's crony at the time, yeah, yeah. distracts Stone Cold. McMahon throws Austin over the top rope and wins the Rumble match. which Because oh. he's like a 55-year-old man. Yeah. He's the boss. Yeah. He's, he's got one up on Stone Cold. Yeah. Guess what happens? The, the Rock. The next, four, the next four weeks, five weeks, is just Stone Cold tearing shit up. Getting his comeuppance for, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah, everyone yeah. loved. Everyone yeah. loved that rivalry of watching Stone Cold just get to his boss and just kick his fucking ass. It's what everyone kind of wants to do about the power in their life. Exactly right. Their bosses. Yeah. Their, their, the people they answer to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why it resonated with so much, especially in the, in the late, uh, late oh, 90s. which so is funny. Like, so just like really kind of a bit of an angsty time. Yeah. Especially in America. Yeah. Like it, it really kind of resonated with a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Which yeah. is why it was so successful. But the idea of being in a – it's comic – like it's 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 – 
It's theatre of the absurd. It's it's is it pantomime? Is that right? I'm not yeah. much of a, a, a. I think we've described it as pantomime on this podcast before. We have, yeah, we yeah. have. But that's why I love it. That's what I enjoy about wrestling. Look, the goal, mm. the goal. <laughs> that's your storyline. I love the fact that that's what it is. I love the fact yeah. that's what they go for, and then they pull it off. Yeah, and that's why it's fun. Yeah, because it's it's. Just so over the top. Yeah, and this is the art they've lost recently, I must be said. They, they don't want to sit with a story for a long period of time. Ah, uh, yeah. That McMahon Stone Cold storyline went on for years. Yeah. Years. It kept people engrossed. Like the ratings, for example, Monday Night Raw, which is like them every, every week, for God, the last, since 1993, yeah. every Monday in America, there's been, been this Raw. show. So this is going on 28 years now, every Monday. There were some times where they'd pull 8.1 million viewers yeah. and the NBA would pull like 1.2 million viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's probably switched yep. um, or Monday Night Football. But back then, it was massive, massive. And and yeah, and that's why it's my number one rivalry because it realistically set up, it, it, it buoyed a business that was really failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually did, didn't it? And that's the, that, that's the other side of it is that you had WWE, which was WWF. Yep. And then... Turner, WCW, started WCW, a competitor, yep. pulled all the big stars from WWE into WCW. That's right. And then so WWE had to find new heroes. They did. And they found it out of these kind of obscure, more obscure characters like Mankind, Stone Cold. Yeah. And then they had the attitude, they had the McMahon, Stone Cold rivalry, and it literally destroyed the It literally saved the company. Well, because WCW destroyed it all. <laughs> Well, I mean, WCW with their, their own worst enemy, and I won't go. I won't go into That's this true. too much because I true. will go on and on and on. Mm. I know how to cut myself off. Unlike me, I, when it comes to the Sydney Spons, you know what? It's passionate. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but but at the end of the day, like WCW had their NWO, really popular faction yeah. that was super cool. And at that stage, WWE had nothing cool. Like maybe yeah. Shawn Michaels, maybe Bret Hart. Outside of that, they had wrestlers like Quang and uh, Leaf Cassidy, who was like a. It, it was shit. It was it was shit. Yeah. It wasn't until the Bret Hart McMahon feud culminated in the Montreal screw job that the character of Mr. McMahon was, was created yeah. that Stone Cold could then feud with. Which is kind of amazing. So in real life, Vince McMahon screwed over a legend, right? Correct. And it wasn't meant to be part of the story. It wasn't meant to be a thing. Or, or, or I guess we don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. It was, it, was, it was real life or a shoot as they call it. Yeah. Now they think it's big picture. Now they think, yeah, now they think it actually was a storyline, right? And oh, then, no, they the, just, then they capitalized on it. No, that's, that's my own opinion. Okay. Yeah, but that, well, I think either way it's incredibly smart. He's, ta- he's taken a real life situation and turned yeah, it into yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way he's done it, he's, he's, he's done it. Because that's what he's done. So pre-wrestling, pre that that incident, the Montreal Screwjob, which you don't have to know anything about listening to this podcast, but just no. know that there was a wrestler and there was the businessman that sits behind the scenes. And the businessman interjected in the real-life career of the legend and kicked him out. Basically, yeah. Basically, that's what it was. So it was the first time, and I may be wrong, but there was really that first time where they broke the fourth wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they kind of said, oh, there's there's the business and there's the characters behind the business, there's the power. And it's funny because... And, and then they capitalised on it. Whether, whether they capitalised on it or it was intentional from the beginning, it's very smart either way. And for better or worse, that Mr. McMahon character that Vince McMahon created yeah. is now just who he is. He has no choice. <laughs> Any business decision he makes now is like, oh, fucking Mr. McMahon, I can't believe they fired such and such because, yeah. you know... It just, it's just, it's, it's just, just how him. it is. It's just him. Look, man, we've got, we've gone, we've gone a while. 
Because yep. I knew we would, though, because when we talk about sports, we always do. I love it. Um, I'm going to suggest that we uh, very, very quickly rattle through any honourable mentions that we've got. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I've covered most of mine. Yeah. I've only got two on my list that I haven't covered or haven't touched on. So, uh, well, mine, just some basketball ones. The yeah. Detroit Pistons versus the Chicago Bulls. Yep. Because it was the emergence of Michael Jordan. Yep. And you had, and what I loved about that stage of the NBA is that Magic, you had Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Magic had to beat. Larry Bird to become Magic. Yeah. Isaiah had to beat Magic and Larry Bird to become Isaiah. Yeah. Jordan had to beat Isaiah yeah, yeah. to become Jordan. So they, they all had to go through these periods. It's of, a beautifully layered kind of period yeah, of, of a yeah, day. Yeah. And that was one of mine anyway, so that's fine. That covers off two of ours. Yeah. Um, I, had, I, was, I had Australia versus New Zealand in the rugby as well. Yes, the All Blacks Wallabies. All Blacks Wallabies, yeah. Must admit that rivalry has become a little bit... Uh, One-sided? Once, <laughs> it's not really such a robbery anymore. No. It's just us getting smashed. Yeah, but we still go, uh, holding out yeah. hope that one day, one day we'll do it. Because um, I'm, not, I'm not huge on rugby. I'm still kind of learning to appreciate mm. a lot of the rugby. Mm. Um, like when I was in Canberra and Sydney, I used to, I was learning about rugby league and yeah. trying to appreciate a bit more. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the um, the union, I'll yeah. always watch Springboks for Wallabies, hundred percent. Springboks, All yeah. Blacks, or both. Shit, yeah, fuck it, both, why not? <laughs> I um, I would also, um, and I still remember when the Wallabies beat the All Blacks in the 2002 Rugby World Cup in the semi. Probably three. They're on, they're three. on, they're on odd years, yeah. 2003? Yeah, it was 2003. 2003, that was the year that, uh, what's his name, Johnny, what's his name, the kicker from England? And Johnny the, Rotten. <laughs> Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson kicked England to the victory in the final. But we got to beat the All Blacks as an upset win in the semi, and it was brilliant. Anyway, love it. Yeah. All right, mate. I think, look, do you, want to, do you, do you have any final thoughts? Look, just that um, you've got to take fun as it is intended. Yep. You've got to enjoy sports as it is intended. And, you know, as long as you leave it all on the field, just, yeah, enjoy it. That's my final thought. I don't know. That's perfect. I think that's one of my weakest final thoughts, but you know. Do you know what? The fact that I put the pressure on you every week and you nail it every single time is very <laughs> impressive. Honestly, I always forget that you're going to do this to me. Yeah, yeah. Until the end of the episode comes and I'm like, oh, God, he's yeah. going to ask me what my final thought is. It's almost like I'm a bit of a, uh, bit of a see you next Tuesday. <laughs>